Hello there and welcome to the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com. It is Wednesday, December 27th, a little after 10 a.m. Central Time. Hopefully you all had a great holiday. I am Rob Howe, joined by Ryan Merkin. We're going to talk a little area high school boys basketball today. Um, and then next week, which will be January the 3rd, I believe, yeah. uh, we're going to dig into some wrestling, which we haven't gotten into yet, but going to try to, we're trying to round things up here during the break of what happened before the break and maybe look ahead a little bit to what's, what we, what we see coming after the break, uh, and tie those things together. How was your holiday, Ryan? Did, uh, everybody get what they wanted? Were there any complaints in the Merkin household about what was under the tree? There was complaints on the th- 23rd, Rob, airing of grievances. You get uh, all those out too? Yep. So we're all done with that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was really good. I think it was, I think it, I obviously very thankful in our household and it was great. Uh, but I think it was kind of what we, what everybody in our family kind of needed too. Hopefully it was for a lot of people, people that listen to this, but I know. People listen to this, you have an interest in high school sports, and it gets crazy. I don't have high school sports yet, but Rob Rob does. Rob has high school age kids. And it it as my family continues to grow up, it's a good look at, at what we talk about on here, but it's busy. Kids are busy. Um You know what have, doesn't take a break during this time? What's that? Club volleyball practices. <laughs> 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 they are not taking they are utilizing this break that the high schools are off yeah i bet have us drive around um no but that it's funny that you say that rob <laughs> it really is because that it kind of comes back to to our family from last friday in, and we'll, just, we'll actually talk about that rob and i were at and my son um Speaking of my family, we were all at, at West for City West. But since last Friday to, to today, I mean, I, I've told people on here I'll be transparent. I haven't done a lot work-wise. I haven't done a lot for the site. Um, my family hasn't done – we've done a ton of stuff, but we haven't we haven't left home a bunch. Um, you know, we haven't. We haven't we haven't done a lot, and I think it's been exactly what we needed. Our kids haven't had a single sporting event in that stretch Um it's just been a lot of time together and I think it's been what, what we've really needed. So, um, you know, one of the last things I covered before break last Thursday was, was wrestling at Solon. Talked to the clear Creek coaches and talked to the Solon coaches. And, um, and like Rob said, we'll talk a bunch, we'll talk all of wrestling next week, but, um, they clear Creek was getting nine days off Rob, um, which I mean, it's kind of unheard of for that sport. They had had a heck of a week, which you can go back and, and read my story from that. They'd had to, really kind of unprecedented week. But I I think that's what, you know, in this day and age, what just doesn't happen sometimes is you take maybe Christmas day off or, tw- you know, a couple of days off and everybody's right back to yeah working and going like crazy. Like you said, club, club sports. And we, you know, we thought about doing some stuff with, with my daughter for basketball and some other things over break. And we, we just didn't do it. I mean, we've just taken four or five days, seen a ton of family, um, done a bunch of that stuff. And, and we're kind of easing back into it now. My son has basketball tournament tomorrow, which is perfect. Um, just a chance to get out and play, you know, low stress type thing. But no, um, we've kind of reset it a little bit here before the new year. And, and we'll do a little bit more of that weekend, more of that this weekend. But before we jump into it, Rob, I, I do think that's been really good for our family. It's been good for me. Uh, I mean, by the time I got back from from West on Friday night, like 
I was feeling it. I mean, we had that Sunday in there where we were at Extreme, and yeah. I mean, I was gone. It felt like busy December. Every it night, like December was yeah. jammed. It was, and I mean, you throw there was a couple really good Saturday things in there, you know, that we covered that we had yeah. dub and stuff, and in a Sunday thing, and some Monday. We were we were at Extreme that Monday after that. Um, it's busy, and then like I said, you know, my daughter had junior high basketball before break, so we were traveling a decent amount for that, and. It was a good reset. So um, hopefully it was for a lot of people. Hopefully it was for you too, Rob, because I know I joke about this on here, but Rob's Rob's extremely busy. He's got a lot of stuff going on too. So a lot of nights, a lot of nights gone. Recharged. It's kind of nice. And uh, as Ryan knows, if I, when I pile up photo assignments, like consecutively, my back pays the price for it. So I've been able to kind of recharge the back batteries last few, uh, few days so that's been good. And that is something that I've noticed as I get older too, Rob. Like, and I really mean this. I mean, fit, w- when you have so many nights and weekends, your schedule can really get off. <laughs> Rob and I did not talk about this before we started. Rob probably noticed this. So uh, we always have, you know, Rob, anybody that you know does sports stuff for a living, whether it's you know athletic directors, whatever. You have a little bit different schedule than most people because it's, it's nights and weekends, and so I'm always up, you know, later. Than, than a lot of our family friends or family or whatever. It's like, you know, I my normal try to get to bed by midnight, basically. So I sleep in a little bit later. Um, my wife's a morning person. Every once in a while, there's times of the year, Rob, that my schedule really gets flipped. I mean, where it's basically like I'm working third shift. I'm sitting there wide awake, <laughs> at, wide awake at three in the morning. And for whatever reason, because I haven't even had that much stuff, whatever reason that kind of happened during that really busy stretch, so yeah, a lot of people have gotten emails from me. That's kind of one of the last things I do if I'm if I'm working is respond to all my emails or send out emails. And a lot of people have gotten emails from me that have probably been like, "Why is this guy sending emails at two forty six a.m. or whatever?" Because I've been up extremely late lately and then sleeping a little bit later. So it yeah, looks like Merkin's closing the bar down again. Yeah, I fired, fired one off to Rob <laughs> last night about about two a.m. Um, about today's podcast. So my days have really gotten flipped during this break, um, which is fine. It's all good. But yeah, but what I was going to say, Rob, is I really noticed it physically as well. Like I'll, it was actually, we were going up the stairs on uh, after doing interviews at West on Friday. And like I said, my son was with me and, and he was hustling to get back up there for the start of the boys game. And he kind of turns around like, and looks at me like to make sure I'm back there. It's like, I'm coming, man. But like, this double flight of stairs on, you know, however many days in a row of December that I've been doing stuff. I'm like, I'm, my knees and ankles are, are, and then you sit, you know, like Rob stands a lot, which gets to you, but then I'm sitting hunched over either at, you know, tables or in bleachers all the time or whatever. And yeah, by, by tip off of that boys game on that Friday night, Rob, I was moving pretty slowly. So my, the, the last three or four days have been, been good for me physically too just kind of sitting around and and resting a little bit but let's start there that was uh that was a good game and uh it's a good double header yeah it was a good double header it was um girls game was back and forth in the second half boys game uh similar uh but it's kind of like that oftentimes i mean you'll have some one-sided blowouts in these series but you know we were Back-to-back Friday nights, it was City Liberty yeah. and then City West. So we really got a chance to see 
kind of where these teams, the the public schools in Iowa City are at, at least heading into the break. And I think all all four of those, well, six of those teams uh, have a chance to make some noise after the break. Yeah, I agree. I I was thinking about this, Robin. We're going to talk boys. We we really are. We're going to stick. I'm going to stick to it. But I yeah, we've wanna... talked a lot of girls basketball so far. So if yes. you want to listen to that, just check back on the feed. And the, we have podcast earlier in this month. I wanted to make a, a quick point about the girls. I, 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 is there? I mean, over the last decade, I mean, is there a better girls basketball series in the state? And, and I'm sure you could go to you know insert suburban Des Moines school versus, I mean, mm-hmm. Valley Dowling, you know, Johnston, um, whoever, you know, Centennial has been really good. And, you know, a, a bunch of those teams have won state championships, been at state championship level um, in, you know, Waukee and, but, but just the rivalry element of city West. And then when you go back and look at who's played in that on both sides for 10 years, and what made me think of that is I saw, you know, quite a few West, girls basketball alumni in the stands yeah. the other night, which was, which I think is really cool, which I think again, says exactly what I'm saying. It says a lot about that rivalry. You know, they're back for Christmas. Um, and then you get a chance to see that game, which still, I guarantee it still means a lot to those girls that haven't put on a West uniform in five, six years, but it's a great rivalry. But then you look at who's played in that and then how good the games have been in, in, in both teams kind of having their, stretches in that rivalry and um and i'm I'm gonna write probably about this some this week because i i'm gonna do a bunch there's gonna be a lot of stuff coming out in the next you know five to seven days on the site kind of recapping basketball both boys and girls but um that's been an incredible incredible rivalry with two teams that are consistently in the top 10 in the state um the games have been great the personnel playing the games has been incredible when you count out you know, all staters and the number of girls having incredible careers on collegiate careers on both sides. And I just felt like when I got home on Friday night, Rob, I felt like we might be starting to see the beginning of the next crop of great games in that rivalry and great players on both sides. When you look at the number of young, really talented players on both sides of that freshman and sophomores, that were phenomenal in that game. So that's all I was going to say. We don't have to talk about that forever, but just, I mean, we could be entering another incredible era, not that it dropped off by any means, but another really incredible area where city West, because I mean, neither of those teams were ranked, you know, this year when, by the time the rankings came out on Thursday, city had jumped in, they bumped out, but we could be looking at another incredible three or four years of that matchup where every one of those is must watch game top 10 teams, et cetera, with Grace Fincham and, and Sasha Baldwin and, and, you know, Tisa Driscoll and Augie Palmer and, you know, Caitlin Maria and Hattie Galloway. I mean, it's, it, that rivalry should be really good for a long time, but. Um, yeah, great environment there too. I mean, it uh, always is, but it was, it seemed like, I don't know if it was the Friday before the break or what, yeah. but there was electricity in that building. And it was, I mean, there was, st- I looked at my st- standalone photos when I got back, um, there were people standing like, th- th- I mean, there was room in the stands, but it, you had to kind of work to get a seat. Yeah. That's where, that's where I was going, Rob is that's is good. And now keep in mind with city's incredible new gym. Um, it's big, the seats behind the, you put the students behind the basket, which I love. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's extra seating and you know, 
it would have felt a lot different a week ago for City Liberty had we been in the old City yeah. High Gym. Um, you know, it seems like the crowd's a little bit smaller when you have a bigger environment like that. And that was good. But this was the first one of the year I felt like where it's like, I, I still at 43, I still get excited on those nights. The band's playing. You know, it was. There was a band? I didn't notice. <laughs> I'm kidding. Robert, you got Rob, kids did a great job. It's just kind of loud when you're shooting photos <laughs> right next to them. Rob and I have reached that <laughs> status of life where it is cool. I'm not going to deny it. But at the same time, I'm trying to talk to Rob about stuff like this in between games. And we're both just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was by the middle of the second quarter of the girls game. You could really see it from where they had us, the media up top on the on the far side. I mean, just that other side, the bleachers on the other side on the top, just filling up, filling up. And yeah, by by halftime, it was really full. I mean, for the last and nobody really left. That's the other thing, too, is, you know, sometimes I'm here for the girls game. I'm here for the boys game. It was awesome. The environment was fantastic. And like I said, you know, it the, the environment was fine. We had, you know, one of those. Liberty West games at, at Extreme, Liberty City the other week, but this one was the uh, the environment was great, and that's why that's why I told Rob I kind of wanted to to kick off you know this pod talked about it even though it's a going on a week old, but the environment was incredible. Kudos to to both sides, um, and that was as good of a doubleheader, Rob, definitely as I've done this year. I mean, like this this season, but but I mean that's as good of a doubleheader as far as both games being really good, really well played, you know, not, not just competitive. Sometimes you watch a game and you're like, man, that was, wasn't a great game, but it was a competitive game. But I mean, the shot making in both those games, just the overall play, I mean, really, really, really good. There was a stretch in the first quarter of that girls game where I'm like, this is just some incredible, incredible shot making, you know, kids making plays, but the environment was great. And yeah, it kind of leads us into the boys game, Rob. Um, Start with city. In that game, you know, City was 3-0. We talked about this on the pod. 3-0 for the first time, and I can't remember I had it. It was in my story when they beat Marion. I think 2009, maybe. Um, 3-0 for the first time in a long time. We'll, we'll leave it there. They go into break. They've lost five in a row. Okay? We've talked about it. That's that's what can happen when you play in this conference. I mean, like Rob and I were talking rankings. I think the rankings, um, yeah, I, I was going to say, I think I have them up. So, and they haven't even played all these teams. I'm just making a point. In the Mississippi Valley, Kennedy's one. This is in the state in 4A. Kennedy's one, Dubuque Seniors three, Lindmar's four, Cedar Falls is six, West is 10th. I mean, Xavier's seventh in in 3A. So, I mean, you're going to play all those teams. You're going to play a bunch of those teams or a couple of those teams twice. Um, That doesn't include Liberty, you know, who's got losses to – to number 10 West, number eight, Ankeny Centennial, number one, Kennedy. So, I mean, you're, that's, it's, we've talked about this, right? We've talked about it on the pod. I mean, that's kind of what can happen. Um, I find these rank, I, I, what popped out to me when I watched, when I looked at the 4A, when they came out, and these are the first rankings of the year is half of the teams are from the Eastern side of the state, which I don't know. You don't, you know, central Iowa has been so dominant in 4A that uh, hopefully that's a sign that maybe there's a little bit more balance this season. Yeah. And you've got um, this, the CIML MVC crossover that they're doing this season, the schedules out for the first one of those up in Cedar Rapids next month. Um, and when it, it's, it's called the CIML MVC, but they got um, PVs in it. 
I think there might be another Mac team. So that's a that's a great thing. I mean, that's a really cool thing. You're going to kind of see some of those games. West plays Dowling. I think I think that game's at West actually. Um, but West's got Dowling coming up. You know, Liberty plays plays in that. Um, that'll just be really. They play Joaquin Northwest. It'll just be cool to see. I mean, you're going to see some of these crossovers. Like, how do these teams stack up? You know, before we get to state, but um, Cedar Falls always good. Has been for a long time. But I mean, Linmar's good. Seniors good. Kennedy's good. It'll be interesting, Rob, because I mean, we said this last year, and I had Kennedy basically penciled into the finals. I was waiting to go. That's when I was going to go, and you know, and they lost in the first round. So. Um, now we can have that conversation, but you're you're exactly right. I mean, the, the balance of power is laid has has you know not just leaned. I mean, it's sat in, in Central Iowa for a long time. So um, and four of the top five are Eastern Iowa teams. Yeah, with North Scott in there too. Yeah. So um, yeah, that will be really interesting to watch play out. I, I think I do think if you ask me right now, not even before the rankings, I do think that it's you know without. Price Sanford in, in Omaha Blue and with, you know what I mean, without some of these yeah. individual guys. Now, West Des Moines Dowling, or excuse me, West Des Moines Valley is really, really, really good. I mean, yes. Rob knows those guys. Uh, and those guys are all juniors or, or a lot of their, a lot of their main guys are juniors. They're really, really good. Um, you know, if, if you ask me right now, I, I still think, I mean, that's the team to beat. They have a loss as far as the rankings go, but I think that's the team to beat. But I do think it's more balanced out now statewide than it, than it has been in a while. I mean, these rankings don't, I mean, I was maybe surprised as far as how high like a Cedar Falls was. I didn't know, you know, when you're comparing them to some some of the two loss, there's three two loss CIML teams behind them. Um, and I didn't know about North Scott, to be honest. But, you know, as I looked at it, I knew senior Linmar and, and Kennedy all had cases for sure to be top, you know, top five teams. So um, that's going to be really Kennedy added the guard from Xavier, Xavier. right? That That's a big ad for a team that brought – Pretty much Everybody. a lot of all the guys back. So, and they're, I mean, they've got it going. You know, yeah. they just, the last piece for them is, is to finish a season. But man, they, he's, McCowan's done an incredible, I mean, they, Kennedy's really got it going. I mean, they are, they are that program right now. They just, they need to finish one off. Or, or, I mean, I shouldn't say need to, but, be, and I'm I sure think it's good for them, Ryan, that you look at the, when you look at the rankings, that the MVC, is really solid. Yeah. That'll do a oh. better job, I think, of preparing the, them for, you know, they 100%. should get to Des Moines. Yeah. Preparing them for that. Yep. I totally agree. And I mean, again, that, that kind of brings us back to what we're talking about. It's just, we've talked about this before. You look at, you know, there's no way to, no, there's no way around it. City goes into the break, you know, Rob, on a five game losing streak. You lose to Davenport West, Dubuque Senior, Liberty, Prairie. Iowa City West. It's ex- I mean, it's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like there's wins out there for them, you know, but they have a stretch in January, Xavier, at Cedar Falls, at Liberty, Linmar, Iowa City West. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's wins out there. There are. Um, but I will say this. Th- I've been thinking about this since last Friday night. I-, I honestly, I thought about this a ton after I got my story posted and et cetera. That version, the version of, of City High boys basketball, that we saw on Friday night, Rob, that that version of that team wins a bunch of games. Like, I mean, I really mean it. I mean, I I was very impressed by West that night. Um, I don't know. Jake Cook might want me might want to just have me come to every game. <laughs> because every time I go watch them this year, 
he is he was incredible the day at extreme i mean yeah, he, he was. was really good and he was even better friday night i mean second possession of the game maybe he catches a three in front of the city bench in, in kind of a controlled break scenario and doesn't even get his feet set and and drills it and i was like oh man because when he gets it going he can really get it going he was fantastic rob again um seven of 11 four or five from three i mean he was great he had 20 but city high it if they play the way that they did on friday i mean they're they were up in this game 54 52 with six minutes left and West controlled it the rest of the way. West outscored him 16 to three the rest of the way. You take out that six minutes and maybe three minutes to start the game when West was up nine, two, I mean, city was, and it was no fluke. I mean, they, they hit, they hit shots. They were eight of 18 from three, four of seven in the second quarter. But I mean, Rob, they were, they were moving the ball on offense. They were giving up good shots to get great shots. Um, they were sharing the ball. They were digging in on defense. This, I, I love the way they, I, I, I think I learned more about them potentially from that game than I did West and West came back and got the win. They were really good down the stretch. Like I said, Jacob cook was really good. They got the ball to Jack McCaffrey um, inside of 10 feet in the last six minutes. And he's so good. He's so good. He's got the, the turnaround. He's got the ability to be physical and go over both shoulders. Um, and they were kind of too much for him down the stretch, but I, I I really mean this. I walked away from that, and I was like, you know, you've got two weeks or whatever it is of practice here. If City High can bottle that that effort and that energy, and and Trey Wright didn't have his best shooting game, Rob. He was in shot making. I mean, he showed elite shot making ability in that game. He's getting guarded by. We talked about this with the length of Liberty and West. That West team is. I mean. Outside of Jacob Cook, it's a bunch of guys that are six five, right? I mean, Julian Manson and and Kareem Earl and Jack McCaffrey, and they got size and length on the perimeter. And I mean, he was getting into the lane. He was hitting tough shots. I mean, they were having trouble staying in front of him. He was tremendous. AJ Wright was really good. Jameer James hit shots. Chris Freeman is is one of my favorite guys to watch, Rob. I mean, he was getting after it on the defensive end, giving up five, six inches to guys. He did a really good job on Jack McCaffrey um, for long stretches. He rebounds. They were getting after it on the glass. I thought Parker Sutherland had had the best game I've seen him have. I think he had six points. Um, but he was physical. He was, I mean, he was playing within himself. I was really, really impressed by Brandon Swayzer's team. If they can bottle this and, and play like this, again, I read the stretch they have. You're not going to go rattle off 10 straight wins in this conference but this team can be really good i mean and i i mean really good like not i say I, I when i say really good i don't mean they can be okay i mean i think they can be ve- a very good team in this conference i really mean that i know this we're talking about a team that goes into the break on a five game losing streak but and i get it, it was a rivalry etc but i just i was so impressed by them i mean i think west is a legit top 10 team and I think that City High not just played with them. I think, I mean, I think they outplayed them for three quarters of that game. If you can bring that energy and effort, you probably won't shoot eight of 18 every game, but you're going to be in a bunch of games, a bunch of games and have chances to win them um, and have a chance to, you know, have a really, really good season and be a tough out in the playoffs. I mean, you look, 
you look at the rest of their schedule, they got Waterloo West, they got Western Dubuque, they got Xavier, Central DeWitt, Dubuque Hempstead, Wash, Jeff, Waller. I mean, winnable games out there, Rob, for sure. But for them, it starts on the defensive end. And, I mean, you give up 68 to West, 19 in the the fourth quarter. I mean, they held them to 49 through three. I just – I think if you can bottle that and and do what you – do, know what you do well and and continue to do it, I think they can have success uh, after the break. Yeah, I would agree. They they just keep coming with guards. They have a ton of guards. It's they got to figure out how to take advantage of the how good they are and deep they are in the perimeter. Because as you said, they don't have much size other than exactly. Sutherland. They're I mean they have guys that can that can crash that are a little bit smaller. But um, when they when you face the team when you face teams like Liberty and West with all that size and right. length, it, it's a challenge. And it's a tough year for that too because. You know, Linmar has a has a good big kid. Uh, Cedar Falls has a good big kid. Cedar Rapids Kennedy has a good big kid. I mean, it's, there's maybe a little bit more post centric in the valley than there has been um, recently. So it's kind of a tough year for that. Sorry about that. My internet decided that it didn't want to make it through the podcast, but we are back here. No. And uh, it's a good time to maybe read an ad. Uh, (laughs) Support for the podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at sui.org. That is sui.org. System Unlimited doing great work in the community for over half a century, and we appreciate their support of this podcast. We were talking a little bit about the um, the challenges City faces when they play taller teams, and, and that's going to be a challenge on a lot of nights with what, as you were saying, is a lot of teams that have big players and long players in this conference. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's certainly their deficiency is, is kind of what we talked about with Liberty and West is that length, perimeter length, but as you said, you know, they're so deep on the perimeter and they've got guys. It's like they just kind of need to figure out it's the old, you know, you have to guard us, too. I mean, they're going to give up some things in in the paint and in, in rebounding, et cetera. But um, I thought they did a really good job against West of making whoever's got that that height advantage, that size advantage, making them guard somebody, too. Yeah. And again, they shot it well from the perimeter, um, you know, in that in that West game and. They probably don't have to shoot it that well all the time, but that certainly helps. But I don't think that was a – you know, they, they didn't go, you know, 15 of 19, Rob. It's like, I think they have guys, you know, I mentioned Jameer James was was 4 of 8. Um, I think they have guys that, that can consistently shoot it from out there too because, you know, Trey Wright didn't shoot it great, and he's a good shooter too. But I <clears> – <throat> yeah. I think they have the opportunity to to be successful after break. Um as obviously does West, uh, as we you know kind of transition to them. But I wanted to get your opinion on them a little bit, Rob. I I feel like you see flashes of them, and it's the same thing I've talked to Steve Bergman about for for a couple of years now. But um, man, when they I don't even want to say turn it on, but when they're firing on all cylinders, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, no doubt. And City High, I thought had a really good game plan. They doubled McCaffrey right away. They were bringing the double as the entry pass was going into the post to his credit early in that game he was 
he anticipated it and was throwing it out. And Cook obviously benefits from that. They have guys on the perimeter that can benefit that. I, I was impressed with Julian Manson. I, I think yeah. he's yeah. starting to figure it out. And if he can figure it out and be that and and Kareem can too, but maybe that third option, you know, you, you got Cook, you've got uh Jack McCaffrey as probably your two main scorers. If if Earl and Manson can be the that was you know consistently on because those guys give you physicality. Yes. And you know, on the defensive end, they can when they want to, they can play lockdown defense. It's just a matter of you know teams are going, especially when you get to the postseason, they're going to try to take McCaffrey away. And Cook is probably going to get that same treatment now that yes. he's starting to emerge. His his game is rounded out a lot. He used to just be a shooter, but he handles the ball better now. Uh, he, I, I I was impressed with him going to the basket. The yeah. So yeah. I, I think they're a team that's kind of in progress, so to speak. Um, but you're right. When they, when they get it, when they get all the pieces – Coming together, I, they're as good as any team in the state. I agree. Um, yeah, and you mentioned Julian Manson. I I was so impressed by him last year. With usually it takes young guys, even even sophomores, sometimes a while to figure out like just how hard you have to play at the varsity yeah. level. Not you know, I mean, it helps to be really athletic, which which, which he is. Um, but man, he came out and like the first time I saw him, I was like, this kid plays so hard. I mean, his energy and effort is is fantastic. And he now he's kind of paired that with the game slowing down for him a little bit. He still plays really hard. He rebounds really well. Because um, as you mentioned, w- with the way their offense is set up, running through Jack McCaffrey, who's as good offensively as anybody in the state and, and as skilled offensively as anybody. Um, and then Jake Cook, who's a senior that's that's playing really, really well. You know, He doesn't have to do anything crazy on offense. He doesn't have to have this – super wide wide skill set of you know being able to hit 20 footers and, and put it on the he just needs to be efficient offensively and take those opportunities and um I thought he did a really good job of that against City High you know kind of knowing he's really good in transition um but in in that he got some baskets there but in the half court just being in the right spots making yourself available um you know Move, moving to, to get open, like like you mentioned on the double team in the post, you know, not just being open at 18 feet to have an open shot, but it, being open at eight feet to where you can put it on the floor and then shoot a layup. And I thought their spacing was really good. And, and a lot of that goes to players. And I thought he did a really good job of moving without the ball and, and getting some easy baskets. But yeah, I, I mentioned this. I thought I, I do. I, I, I'll say it. I think City High outplayed him for a large portion of that game. Um, but like I said, it's, it's a two point game or, whatever it is with, with four minutes to go or with two, six minutes to go. Sorry. And the environment's incredible and both teams are going. And then West, it was just like, you know what I mean? Like they, they got a basket and then it was just like, they, they took off. Um, And you could kind of see like, okay, when this team throttles down, there's not a lot of teams that are going to keep up with them, Rob. I mean, it was just, because it was, it was impressive. It's just like, they're getting shots. They're getting what they want. Um, you know, the defensive intensity took up all of a sudden everything got a little harder for city high and and they're good. I mean, I was just, I was super impressed with city high. And then the last six minutes, you're like, okay, like this, you know, when this team, like I said, when this team throttles it down, you're, it's just like that they're as good as anybody. So impressive. They've got some really fun ones that I, I can't tell you what exactly our schedule is Rob. my schedule. I know I gotta, gotta get that to you here. 
what my plan is for January, but I looked at this that night when I got home, um, home games for West, you know, after break, um, Dowling on the sixth um, afternoon game, uh, Cedar Falls at home, Linmar at home, uh, at City High, at Liberty High, Kennedy at home. That's February 6th. So, I mean, in the next 30 days, I mean, there you go. You know, I mean, go to Dubuque Senior to end the season, but I'm just kind of talking home games. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited about that because, you know, we just talked about it. How good are these teams on the eastern side of the state? Obviously, Linmar, I should say obviously, Linmar handed West their only loss. They beat them 76-63 uh, earlier this month, the 15th in Marion. So, but yeah, right there. I mean, they, they open with Xavier and then um, all those teams I just mentioned at home. So I'm, I'm hoping to be at a bunch of those. I can't tell you exactly what the schedule is. We have other uh, obviously good games. And so these teams we're going to talk about just in a second here, but I would, I would pay to watch basically all those games. I just read off, you know, Cedar Falls, Kennedy, uh, Linmar, those will be great games. So I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how, how that, how the Valley kind of plays out and how all those teams do against one another. Cause they have much of those teams have games against one another here in the next month. So January is going to be good. Yeah, it'll be interesting and kind of sort things out a little bit in the MVC. Uh, the other team that we have in our area that is ranked, Ryan, is Seoul. And I have not seen the Spartans yet, but they check in at number four at 6-0 and in Class 3A. Have you gotten a chance to see them yet? I haven't yet, which I'm surprised somebody from Solon hasn't given me a hard time about that. But uh, Where do you live? Solon. What's that? Where do you live? <laughs> Suburban Solon. <laughs> I have to drive into town. No, I'm, um, I actually am in town. Um, but no, they've, I'm not making excuses. They've had a little bit of an interesting schedule here because probably two weeks ago or so, I was, um, I was like, I need to see them, you know, before break. I think I've seen just about all of our teams. I mean, I've seen Clear Creek Boys and Girls. We've seen West Branch Boys and Girls, Regina Boys and Girls. So, yeah, if Womack played double headers, we would have seen. I, but I don't want to. There you go. I I I said it to other people that weren't you multiple times since the last time I said that on the podcast. Um, I do wish that I wish that all the. I mean, and and truthfully, I won't go on a big thing about this, Rob. But look at Friday night, and I know they've always done that for the for the intra city games. Yeah. And I know Josh Jeff and and you know Jeff Prairie and and some you know Kent. I know. I mean, yeah, you're not going to have that crowd in a month for Cedar Falls or, or Waterloo West or whatever. I like, I get it, but, but honestly, I mean, you, they do it with Linmar. Um, sometimes they've done it with Xavier sometimes, but I mean, you know, Lynn or, uh, excuse me, I'm getting it too excited. Liberty had a boy girl on that on Friday night with Xavier at home. I mean, you look at these nights when you've got, even when the other team has to travel, I mean, you're West and, and you got Cedar Falls coming and and that's a top 10, you know, boys game and in a borderline top 15. I mean, West has, has got to be knocked on the girls basketball rankings here in a little bit. Um, you know, after starting the season 0 and 3 with losses to three ranked teams, they're like they've won five of six. I mean, they're they're gonna be a ranked team here at some point, Rob. They are. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in Cedar Falls, girls are good. I mean, you're talking about four basically a doubleheader ranked matchups. Yeah, I mean, set that up in a doubleheader and and you know, fill the gym. I mean, or or you know. Give it a chance, anyway. Um, but yeah, you know they played Clear Creek. That was the that was the day that we were at Solon for girls. And I looked, they played West Branch in really a good game. I that was a Saturday when uh, 
we were doing Regina wrestling. Yes. Um, so the I was schedule just, then, I was wondering because I remember seeing that when I was like, where the heck yeah. did we go? And then yeah, you know, Regina so, wrestling is was a, a always a good tournament. And we'll talk about them next week. So it hasn't lined up great, to be totally honest with you. Um, but in in non-surprising things, and again, I, I told Rob I wanted to talk bigger picture about some of the stuff, and I do, but I've got some stories that that will come out here in the next couple of days. Um I'm gonna be out in, I'm gonna be out of town for a while. Um so I've so I've kind of piled up some stuff that that can be on the website as people kind of ease back into um, you know, get hopefully getting on your prep sports every day and, and reading stuff. Even though there's not games, we're gonna have a bunch of stuff here. So I, I know I say this all the time, but there's some cool stuff I think that we that we'll have. You know, Rob had his um elite all state teams for prep red zone I saw today, Rob. Um we'll have I, our- actually, I actually did those like ten days ago and I forgot oh. to tweet them and I didn't want to get in trouble with the prep the prep network people. Okay. But yes, thank you for the I'm glad Rob said that, that again. <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy that gets on here all the time and is like, I'm so old. You know, with my kids, but I'm so glad Rob said that. Like two or three podcasts ago, I'm like, check the site. We got all of our fall, all, and I love doing the all area teams. Yeah. And, and the kids, I love highlighting the kids or whatever. Our football team has been done for like two and a half weeks on draft in the back end of the website, Rob. <laughs> and I realized I was doing some like my end of the year stuff. And I was like, I don't know why it just pops into my brain. I'm like, I ran both cross countries and volleyball and I don't think I ever tweeted that. I'm like, it's just sitting there. Like nobody probably knows. And I went back and I was like, okay, not, not only did I not tweet it, but it's, it's nobody's even seen it on the website. Cause it's just sitting there <laughs> in pending mode. So that'll be up today, Wednesday. Um, that's done. We're going to look, we're going to hand out our mid season basketball awards, do some observations, um, some look aheads, um, athlete of the week. It, it will be out. So all, all that stuff. Um, so check out the site, but um, in, in non-surprise, I don't want to, I was going to say, I don't want to step on the toes of some of these observations in non-surprising news. Jared Galpin is doing an incredible job with the Solon boys again. Um, I mean, he has just done so in, in, I'm not taking anything away from their players. Cl- clearly um, they brought a lot back. They have an experienced team. Um, they have guys that have played. They have, they have a, some guys that I really like as far as they're fitting into their roles. Um, but uh, Coach Galpin just continues to do such a good job there, Rob, of doing those things that I just said. And a good example is, um, you know, Brett White's playing some – Brett White is not – and I'll tell Brett this. Um, <laughs> Brett White is not the most skilled basketball player in the York Prep Sports area, but he's got a role on that team uh, that he fills extremely well. Um, and they they just do a really good job there of, of, of sliding guys into spots and, and getting the most out of guys. But they do have a a, a star, if you will, in, in Jake Benson. He's really good, Rob. Um, he's I liked him last year. Looking forward yeah. to getting a chance to see his how yeah. his game is developed. Yeah, I I mean, you know, they play him maybe more in the in the he's not a five, but they play him maybe more in that you know forward range than than what he really is probably, but he does such a good job. He's such a tough matchup. Um, yeah, he's really good. He's averaging 19 and six. And then they, they're, they're just veteran. They have veteran guards this year. Ryland Stinglemeyer is, is playing really well. Uh, and I liked him a lot last year. He gives him a guy that can along, along with Jake, who's, who's the focal point, um, the guy that can really shoot it. And I think he's stepped up this year. Um, he leads him in assists and, and I think he's improved and rounded out his game. He's averaging almost 13 and then, Vince Steinbrecht, 
you look at their guards, even if you take Benzin out of that mix, and it's it's Vince Steinbrecht, it's Ryland Stiglmeyer, it's Gary Turner, um, three seniors and three. While there are those guys are all unquestionably guards, their their games are all completely different, which I, which makes them hard to guard, hard to defend. Um, you know, and you can do some different things with with the with the fifth guy that's out there when those guys are out there. But Turner's a really good point guard. Um, he's played a bunch. He's, he's, you know, averaging a career high 12, uh, but he's a three-year starter. And then Steinbrecht is just so physical and so good getting downhill, going to the basket. Um, they're just, they're well-rounded. And, and again, um, we'll, I'll look more at this in some stories, et cetera, and you can read more about it, but looking at them going forward, I mean, they'll have an interesting one with Makokita at Makokita, <clears throat> excuse me, right out of the the breaks and place to go and, and kind of that, I mean, they're familiar with them from the Womack, um, Womack days, even though they're our RBC team now, but um, you know, they're Makoka to six and one. And, and like I said, that's always just kind of a, they, they play fast. They play a different style. Um, you know, I, I don't know based on their competition, exactly where they're at, to be honest with you, Rob, but, but then they go um, Benton, South Tama, West Delaware before Mount Vernon. Um, and then they have Mount Vernon. It's kind of the similar to last year. They have Mount Vernon twice in basically like a three week span, um, with Regina and Marion in there. So they've got a really big one with Williamsburg at the end of the year, but I don't, I mean, God, coaches just hate me. I, I uh, because I'm, I'm joking, but because of this, I, sh- I, I will say it on here last time we were taught, I was. Rob and I were talking about how good the Clear Creek girls were, and it didn't take very long for me to get a text message. Uh, lightheartedly, good conversation. Love the, the girls coaching staff at Clear Creek, but because um, Rob and I were talking about how good they were in, in state championship caliber team and all this stuff, and they were giving me a hard time about that. But um, no, I, I was going to say, I just don't, I don't see that many losses on this soul and schedule, Rob. I mean, you you got you you play the games, and I'm not taking anything away from any of these teams. I mentioned anytime they play Bout Vernon, it's going to be interesting. Makokita, et cetera. But you look at it, and you look at where they're ranked. The first rankings of the year, they're top five. What are they fourth, Rob? I mean, yeah. You when you and, and there's three unranked, or excuse me, three unbeaten teams, and their decor is one. They're eight no clear. Clear Lake is two. They're seven and zero. ADM three seven and one. Solon four six and zero. So. If the end of the year, Williamsburg 10, by the way, five and one. If you, if at the end of the year, you have one, two losses. I mean, like I said, when you look at right there, there's three, there's only two other teams that that haven't lost. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many games they're going to lose, Rob. I mean, I'm just being blunt. I mean, I know Jared Galpin's going to be, you know, don't talk about not losing games, right? (laughs) Like, I get it. But you look at that, like, I don't know. I mean, I'll say this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be stunned if they go into the postseason. They don't, they haven't lost. I really want it. I mean, that's, I, I never, I've never gotten on here and said, oh, somebody's going to go undefeated, win 20 straight games or whatever. I just think they're really good. They're really experienced. Sure. Everybody has games. They don't shoot it well that you lose games. Um, I just, I don't see them losing a bunch of games. And when you enter these rankings in the top four, it's hard to really, it's hard to really drop. I mean, it's hard to really yeah. drop out. And you, you don't lose games. It doesn't, I mean, I'm not saying their schedule's not good, Rob, but I'm saying it doesn't really matter 
it's hard to move up. If you come in your 10th, you know, maybe your, your, your body of work, as they say in the NCAA tournament lingo, your, you, who you've beaten isn't the greatest. Without beating teams ranked above you, sometimes it can be really hard to move up. I mean, we've seen this with football rankings, basketball rankings, et cetera. You're fourth. I mean, they're saying we think you're a top five teams right, right now. You just got to take care of business. You have a really good seed for the postseason. It's been a long time since the Solon boys have, have been past the, you know, past the regional final. Three straight years, going to regional finals, losing really tight games. Um, all of those years, um, you, you lose to a really good Monticello team, lose to Central DeWitt, lose to um, Newton. I mean, and I know these are neutral site games, Rob, but you're ranked third or fourth, second, third, fourth. You, you, you kind of maybe get the benefit of the doubt on on the neutral site. You know, it's maybe a little bit closer to where you play, a little bit closer to your fans. Um, they've just, like I said, I talked about the, their team, the makeup of their team, but they've just put themselves in such a good position right now going into 2024. I mean, they are sitting, you couldn't ask for a better spot uh, for where they're sitting at. I just, I think they're set up to really do damage in, in two months, Rob. Yeah, I look forward to getting a chance to see them here in the second half. Um, have seen Regina, Ryan. Uh, the Regals go into the break on a seven-game win streak. We talked about it in a previous podcast. Yeah. They had won nine games all last season, so obviously one of the the better turnarounds in our area. And uh, I don't think it's fluky at all. They no. look like a good team. No, I mean, what best story, you know, best boys basketball story of the first half, I mean, it's not even close, the job that – that Paul Ronquist has done. I mean, this is, and, and I, I, like I mentioned these coaches all the time, he's great. I mean, look at the, look at our boys basketball coaches, Rob. Yeah. I mean, you look at the job that, that Brandon Swayzer is doing with his team and, and Ryan Kelly at Liberty high. And then you look at, and Brandon club does such a good job at clear Creek. And then you look at Jared Galpin, and Paul Ronquist and, and Steve Bergman. I mean, you, you know, the, the job that Jason Kern is doing at West branch or is done at West branch. I mean, it's fun. I love talking basketball with these guys and they know it, which is why I'm always the last person out of the gym. But um, no, this has been, this has been awesome. This has been super fun to watch. Start out back-to-back losses at Makokata. I mentioned it, coaches will tell you too, Rob, that's, it's a very real thing going and playing there. I mean, they, that's a hard place to play, um, but they start out 0 and 2, you know, haven't lost since seven straight wins, beat new London by 20 in the game before break. Um, and they got a chance to stack some here too, Rob, after, after break, they've got some really good ones hanging out there. Uh, really, I mean, really good ones, but this has been super fun to watch. I think this is a great spot for them to be in as far as they, they got these wins. I think they feel really good about themselves. I think they're starting to understand what they have to do to be successful, their path to success, but then you get a stretch now where, you really are going to find out how good you are. I mean, they got Northwind um, at home on January 11th. They got Monticello um, in the RVC shootout, uh, which is the North-South matchup. They match up teams from the North and the South on the 20th in Maquoketa. And then they have the rematch with West Branch uh, on the 26th and at Seoul on the next night on that on the 27th. So, um you look at the rankings, what Monticello's third in, in two A, um, and Northland's one, Rob, and then and then number four Solon from from a class above you, as well as you know, 
the rest of just the RBC South. So I love what I've seen from them so far. And they've gotten, we, we talked about this a couple of pods ago. They've gotten some good boosts, good production from some, some young guys that have stepped in uh, to the lineup and helped them. But I think it's just been a lot of those guys improving, um, improving their games over the last couple of years. A lot of these guys, you know, played early in their career too, Rob, when they kind of took some lumps the last couple of years, but you've seen some guys, I think really round out their games, really improve. Michael Martin's been, been really good. Um, Eddie Peterson's been good. Drew Streb's been good. Um, all those guys that kind of played early and then, you know, Will Litton's come on and come in as a freshman and, and Tate Wallace, certainly Tate Wallace is averaging, you know, 12 points and six boards a game. So those guys have certainly helped, you know, provide depth, but I've just been impressed by, by some of those seniors, some of those upperclassmen that have continued to improve, you know, just to having a new coaching staff and, and really have their best season as seniors, which is what you want. But this, this January should be exceptionally fun um, for Regina. And that, I told Rob beforehand, they were 1A last year uh, in the postseason, which I'd kind of forgotten about back to 2A this year, but you'll see kind of where you, where you sit a little bit, but um, with, like I said, with Monticello and Northland, who are certainly, you know, top tier teams and Solon. Um, but I really like this team and the, the RBC South race, you know, for these small schools and, and big schools too, but I, I feel like these small schools, that's always a massive goal, um, you know, to win that, win the conference. And that should be really good. I, I really like the way West Branch is playing too. And Regina got him the first time, but I think it's going to be those two in the RBC South and, and that'll be a good race, Rob. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they match up again at Regina. Um, uh, adjustments made by both coaching staffs for that one. And, uh, yeah, Regina will, you know, they probably came into the season under the radar for a lot of opponents. But now with this start and the wins that they have, they're going to be, I don't say taken more seriously, but they'll have attention of teams yeah. going forward. They won't be sliding into their the gyms under the radar anymore. Yeah, and well, I we don't cover them, but just you know, people that are kind of casually watching this, keep an eye on Mid Prairie in that um, RBC South race. And I just say that not not go watch them, but because they've got two left with Regina, um, and then one left with West Branch. And I saw them. Um, I think they were two and one, but I saw them when I saw West Branch. And West Branch, that's been an incredible rivalry for four or five ever since Jason Kern has been it. Bennett West Branch, I mean, Mid Prairie guy, those, they've just been incredible games. Um, they've gone back and forth in West Branch, just, I mean, they beat him by almost 40, Rob. It was just, it was yeah, incredible. I remember was, seeing that score. It yeah. was like, what the well, heck? You know, the game before break, Mid Prairie takes Solon to the wire. I mean, I think, I think Solon beat him by two or four. Um, yeah, just, they get better. They're good. They're well coached. That they'll be, I mean, and and again, that's another thing where it, that's a tough place to play. It's a tough trip. They're going to be in that too. Just just watch. I mean, they're going to pick some people off. And so I, I still think it's West Branch and Solon, or excuse me, West Branch and, and uh, Regina. But yeah, I mean, Mid Prairie will insert insert itself into that into that conversation in the RBC South at some point. They'll get a win here and, and it, over somebody, um, you know, and be a real player in that. I I, I feel like so. But yeah, don't. It, it, I'm kind of saying this to myself. Don't let that one time that I've seen, that might be the only time I've seen them this year, but that is certainly not indicative. I don't think of what they are. Um, that was just, that was not, that was a really well played game by West Branch. That was impressive, but yeah. Well, so 
all of this sets us up for a really good second half, I think, yeah. in boys basketball. Looking forward to getting out there and seeing some more here. Uh, when the break ends, it'll come quicker. It'll be here sooner rather than later. The breaks usually go pretty quick. So we'll be back at it again here shortly. As we said, next week we're going to focus on uh, area wrestling, dig into that. We haven't had a chance to, to uh, talk about that as much. It's, a, it's not as um, – uh, harried before the break, it'll right. start to pick up now moving forward. But we haven't gotten yeah. a chance to get out and watch a little bit of that too. So, but for everything uh, that we don't get a chance to talk to on the podcast, we'd like to remind you guys at yourprepsports.com. You can catch all of that, all of the stuff, previews, features, uh, game coverage, all of that stuff is over at yourprepsports.com for all, all seven schools. So please. Check that out. Um, but until then, until next week, uh, we're going to sign off for the podcast here on uh, Your Prep Sports. Thank you for listening to the Seven Nation podcast. Thank you again to Systems Unlimited for their support. And uh, have a happy new year, everybody. Uh, Ryan, you want to say anything for the new year? What, do you have a resolution yet? Or are you still working on that? Um, my daughter has suggested family resolution i haven't heard what they are oh. so i'm just gonna get told what i'm doing different in 2024 but i think what she meant rob was i and i'll you know what i know nobody cares i'm gonna be honest but uh, when we pod next wednesday rob when we do our wrestling pod I'll, I'll share with you i think what she was saying was more uh this is my oldest was more she wants to do like a list of things that we're that we're going to do as a family like 24 for 24 or so i'll pick a couple of those out so people know what what we're going to be doing this year. So that's solid. So maybe some of you folks out there listening can have some recommend recommendations yeah. from the Merkin family. They can help you out. So be sure to tune in. If you weren't tuning in anyway for the wrestling talk, tune in for New Year's resolutions <laughs> next week. I'm assuming that it's going to be like go to 50 million sporting events like we did in 2023. So I tried to keep track of that. I know I brought it up to Rob my notebook. <laughs> yeah. The notebook got I, I made it like three weeks and then it was just like it just I got behind. It's impossible to keep up with. Rob knows this. There's days when I'm watching like five basketball games, six basketball games, seven basketball games between two kids going to a basketball game. Yeah, that's people. That's why when I say that I've done nothing for like four straight days, that's why I needed it. I didn't I didn't turn my computer on for like three days in a row. As we said, we'll be back at it shortly, though. The break is almost over. We've enjoyed it, but we're looking forward to getting out and covering some more uh, area athletes here in the second half in the new year. So uh, thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Say goodbye, Ryan. Goodbye.